Nostalgia. This is Josh, and I'm here with my co-host, Jacob and Ryan. How are you two doing today? Hey, I'm doing well, man. How are you? Good. Really, really good. We are back, and we're playing with power. Yeah, that's great, man. It's like it's like you should have done the intro, Ryan, or something. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, uh, oh, yeah, I'm so I excited. Know that. I totally know what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, clearly. I haven't listened to over 100 episodes and been a part of them. I should <laughs> know how this goes by this point in time. It's okay. We'll give you a, it's a Monday. Get a little bit of slack, right? Yeah. It, Boy, is it a Monday? Yes. Mm. It has I been. I had a good Monday. I really I did. I had a good Monday. And, is that good. possible? Yeah. When you don't have a job, it's possible. I guess so. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah, my job does not allow for a good day. So maybe after the fact, when it's over... You better hope that like your boss doesn't listen to this podcast. It's all good. I, I think they know how I feel. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> before I really do get myself in trouble. Um, let's go ahead. And before we jump into the the focus today, the, the um, game for today, because it's it's kind of a short one. It's it is. an interesting one, but there's it not is. a whole, whole lot to it. So I figured the episode won't be super long. Um, we'll go ahead and jump into what we are Radical Rexing about. All right, so, um, hey, this is actually, I feel like we've had a guest on here a lot lately. Um, I guess I will go ahead and throw it to Jacob first. What's yeah, thanks. Um, what am I radical rexing about? Well, um, I, I've been working on a new song. This is the first song I wrote and written since, like, last, I tried to write a song last December in the midst of, like, right at the start of my divorce. So, I, I mean, I, I actually had something good going, but I'm just going to pitch it. It's tied to bad memories. So, um, but so, but if the song I wrote before that was like a song I try to write like Metroid Prime and stuff, and it was really good. It was like a snow level. And, <laughs> um, but this is the first song I've written since then, and it's coming along great. Um, I've kind of written it in like three separate parts or two separate parts. Um, right apart and this kind of brainstorm and where do I want it to go and add to it, erase stuff, um, make some edits, and then um, I got I want I need to write a third part to it, so I gotta keep finishing it, finish it out here. But um, I, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's pretty. It's it's beautiful. So um, that's coming along. Um, yeah, today is, I I started. Full time at my CrossFit gym, so uh, getting rid of that in and getting on a new nutrition plan. Um, just jumping back in the deep end. I kind of relaxed the month of July and just ate whatever I wanted and didn't work out nearly as much like I was in May and June. But I uh, definitely am hitting the ground running and I am all about it. So really stoked. Um, I'd like to get my body fat down to like between 10-15% by my birthday and I I really would like to try to get to 10% by Christmas that's like my goal mm -hmm. I've never been to 10% ever so hmm. I'm going to try to get there which would be amazing but um that sounds intense it will I mean make it part of your lifestyle won't be too hard the workouts I welcome them what, I like about, what I'm liking about CrossFit is that it's really um the workouts are very intense, um, but not only physically, it's really, it's like really good 
like mentally, it like mentally makes you tougher and push through stuff. And I welcome mm-hmm. it. So, I mean, it's really funny, like these type of workouts back when I was in high school and, and football and like, I was just really, you know, overweight. I would have hated stuff like this and really dreaded it. And now it's like, I like the harder the workout, the better. I mean, whatever mm-hmm. makes me breathe harder and push me. I like, I, I thrive off that now. So, um, I love that. And, uh, yeah. And I got paid today unexpectedly a lot uh, more than I thought. And that was, oh, wow, that cool. was great. Um, so that was good. And then I jumped right into my college for the week and I've already like gotten over half of my stuff done. So I was really, really proud of myself. I'm a big procrastinator and normally I'm like pushing stuff off, but I just jumped right in and did all that today. And then, uh, I'll continue to, uh, keep working on stuff. But next week I'll start, I actually start a full-time job at McAllister's deli and up here. And uh, to just get back on the, I, I'm glad to be back on the track of just doing something like, no, I don't like to work in the food industry. And every time I go there, I, I swear off that I'll never work there at a well, food place <laughs> again, but here we go again, whatever. Um, by this time I'm working with incentive. I'm working to take over a role that has bigger Bigger upside, um, more responsibility. I'm not just going to go in there and bust tables down. It's not. It's not. What I, I mean, I'll start off doing little things like that, but I'm not. It's not my focus. I'm focusing and mm. becoming like a catering coordinator, which will have a big pay increase, and it'll be what I need for the season of life until so I'm done with my college degree, which will be next summer. So that's just what I'm radical rexing about. Um, oh, I did buy. I bought. Um, Season eight of Dragon Ball Super, and I ended up marathoning it all last yesterday evening, um, which just got me, you know, just super pumped and reminded me why I love mm-hmm. Dragon Ball so much and love Goku, and uh, just made me really influenced. I mean, Goku, I've said on the show before, like I I have a real emotional connection to that show, uh, just from a nostalgia standpoint and from different parts of my life. And um, Goku really is like my own people talk about their favorite superheroes. Goku really is like my top superhero better than he's better than any superhero that's ever existed in my opinion. And um, just, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he's just pure of heart and he perseveres and he is humble and he loves to, take on the best of the best and he loves to never give up but yeah at the same time like i said he's he's like pure good he like wants to help everybody and save everybody so um it always inspires me in my own life with everything i'm trying to do and um yeah so i love i love dragon ball and uh, i love goku he's a he's a beast so that's what i'm radical rexing about I don't think it's any coincidence that you you rock rock out Goku and uh, also are a big fan of Smallville and things like that. Oh yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, you, you definitely have those those people to look up to. Those super strong, <laughs> you know, take on anything people. Yeah, morally high people too. They like that's yeah. they have very strong morals, which is something I identify with and struggle with. You know, like I feel like sometimes I've even had the thoughts of like. 
because my morals, I try to live by such a moral code, I feel like I make life harder on myself sometimes and and decisions or things I do, but I got to, you know, I do believe that we are called to live not of this world and the way Christ calls us to. So I try my best. Not perfect at all. Trust me. I try my best. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, what I've been interacting about, um, it's what's coming. Um, so, um, this coming up week on Friday, I'll, I'll start, I'll be working on site at the kennel again, uh, for a week or two while my, uh, while people are gone on vacation. So, um, I'll be chilling at my parents' house. They've got terrible internet. So I will be kind of doing like my switch stuff, no streaming. I'll just be like kind of disconnected from things for the most part. Um, I'll be listening to a book uh, called uh, What Color Is Your Parachute? I think it is. It's just basically, it was recommended to me to help me figure out where I want to go next. Um, at the end of the year, I'll be leaving the kennel and going on to another job. And I just need to figure out where I want to go and what I'm going to do. And I was I was recommended this book. So I'm going to be listening to that book while I'm while I'm spending my time there. And then when I come back after that work period, I'll be quarantining for two weeks up upstairs, uh, doing pretty much nothing much, you know. Just being really careful for two weeks just to make sure I don't have anything because I am going to be working with people. Uh, I'm a bit scared about that, but also I'm excited for this opportunity to just kind of get away, get out of the house and uh, really spend time, you know, and just kind of game a little bit. Also, just improve myself. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, At the same time, um, in a couple days, uh, the Umbrella Academy season two is coming out. And so I'm going to be enjoying that thoroughly. And then also uh, Sentinels, um, Sentinels of Freedom video game is coming to Switch. And I'm definitely going to be playing that one. I uh, cannot wait. Um, so, yeah, those are some things that I'm really, really excited about. Um, my mother-in-law uh, just left. Uh, she was in town. We did a lot of yard work and a lot of, like, improvements around the outside because she's not really able to come in because of quarantine and everything. But she still wanted to come and, and say hi. And my sister-in-law wanted to hang out, uh, hang out with my spouse. So uh, that all went really well, actually. Um, and uh, she left us a bunch of projects to work on, so I've got a lot to do this week uh, before I leave. Um, but it should be good. I, I'm definitely going to find time to, to stream and stuff. I plan on streaming tomorrow night and and what have you. So it's I've been pretty pretty productive lately. Um, I'm I'm tired. My body's you know sore and achy, but it was uh, it was good. Uh, did a lot of sweating, so hopefully losing some weight there. <laughs> hopefully. Um, and then I think that just about does it. Um, I, other than I did do the Pokemon Go Fest this weekend, uh, intermittently with, uh, with visits from my mother-in-law. Uh, so that was fun. Um, I caught some shinies and, uh, got some, uh, got a shout out Mewtwo, which was pretty cool. Um, you know, got, uh, I got a shiny Giratina. I was really excited about that. Um, I did miss out on the, the, uh, other form of Giratina. The one that looks kind of like a snake, like... And then I also missed out on Dialga, but I'm sure they'll come around again and I can catch those. Um, but yeah, I had had a pretty productive weekend. Um, I didn't get very far experience-wise. I think I'm maybe just a little bit over halfway on level 26 or 25, something like that. So, I mean, I'm sorry, 30, 35, 36, somewhere in there. So uh, slowly making my way through. Um, just kind of enjoying uh, playing Pokemon Go casually and, and uh, it was awesome. Uh, so uh, Draco actually got back on the game, uh, and we all kind of played together. Um, it's really cool to be able to play from home now, um, not have to go certain places and do certain things. Like, you can just, you know, just 
play right from your living room, and that makes it a lot more accessible for someone who's in a wheelchair and everything. So um, it looks like tomorrow or the next day we'll be getting our the wheelchair, uh, the electric wheelchair for Draco. So um, he'll be a lot more mobile, and uh, we'll be able to take uh, Goober, our dog, on the walks, and and uh, we'll be able to go places together again. Uh, there's a really cool place in Irvington. It's got a bat house. I'd like to go there some evening and, and hang out and watch the bats. That'd be pretty cool. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, we're weird, but romantic too. <laughs> Josh, what are you radical excited about? Well, um, this week... Let's see, where do I start? So we've had another, you know, just busy weekend. We always have, we have, we both come from split families, so we have a lot going on from all different angles with that. So we've been outside a mm-hmm. lot, and I'll, I enjoy that. And I like the summertime. Um, my wife doesn't, but I like it. Heat's cool with me. <laughs> um, so we've been working on some things, um, even outside ourselves a little bit. There's a lot that we need to do around here. Um, in the back of my mind, a lot of it is, I guess, to keep myself going. I'm just trying to remind myself, hey, this is all so we can get out of here one day. <laughs> Don't know to where, but that that's the ultimate goal in my head. Um, I guess to tie into that, that's, uh, you know, partially, I, I guess, part of the reason I would like to leave is so I can get, you know, that job I have been chasing, not knowing completely what it is yet. But, you know, just something I have a passion for, something, something new, because... You know, I'm past that burnout point on what I'm currently doing. So just for my own sanity um, and, you know, living in West Virginia, that's not always an easy thing to do. There's not much here. Um, but I guess to get away from that a little bit, um, from from a gaming standpoint, I actually did something. I had a little bit of eShop credit I'd gotten for my birthday earlier in July. And I, I noticed there was a lot of sales and things, and I'd actually picked up a decent bit. I I did pretty well with with what I had, um, but I picked up something I had seen someone. Uh, I forget who it was that recommended it, but I got the Mana Collection, I believe it's called. Yeah. Um, for the Switch because it was on a good sale, so I went ahead and picked it up, and I I just wanted a good. I wanted something. I, I'm not always big on RPGs and sitting there and like grinding and things like that. But just kind of what I've seen of that series, or at least of Secret of Mana, um, and what a little tiny bit I played it on, and the SNES Mini and everything, I was like, this might actually be good. I was kind of looking for a game like that right now, just kind of what I was feeling. So I've given that a shot, and I've started out with Final Fantasy Adventure, as it's called, without going deep into that. Oh, yeah. like, apparently that's the beginning of that series. Not fantasy, yeah. but of Mana. Um. And and I've kind of enjoyed it. I mean, it's like an old Game Boy game. Um, it's it's interesting. It's a lot like a Zelda, pretty much in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, so it's a nice little older game that I've been enjoying. Um, might go through Secret of Mana next and all of that. So that's kind of different for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, other than that, I'm I seem to always be playing Assassin's Creed lately. So I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins now. Um, Kind of gearing up for Valhalla. Uh, what else? Um, oh, I actually tried out, um, not to copy everyone else, maybe it's just the timing, but I'd like to be able to stream a little bit, maybe make something out of that. Um, so I played around a little bit with it today. My cousin has an Elgato, whatever that thing's called. (laughs) And he, he brought it over and used it just to see how it worked on my old kind of cruddy laptop here. And it seemed to work pretty well. I was live streaming on Facebook for about 30 minutes just for the fun of it, just to see what it would do. 
And my daughter came in awesome. here, and that wasn't part of the plan, but we live-streamed us playing the SNES Mini for a little while. Um, she tried out Mario Kart, Star Fox, and she wanted to try out Super Metroid, so I let her do it. So, I mean, that was fun. I mean, like, nobody was on there, but I didn't really expect anybody to be. Um, but yeah, just something I wouldn't mind messing with here in the future soon. Um, I swear I was going to say something else, and my mind is gone blank. Like you all had said, it has <laughs> been a crazy Monday. Uh, work is relentless. But... Uh, yeah. I'll go ahead and cut it there, and we will get to the topic at hand here. Uh, of course, today is about a little Game Boy Color game from the late 90s, Conker's Pocket Tales. actually back up on something I said there. I said Game Boy Color game was a Game Boy Color game, but it was also compatible with the Game Boy. Not every Game Boy Color game, so to speak, was. Um, so are any of you two really all that familiar with this one? I am, but I wanted to see what you all knew of, of it before I take the mic the whole time. <laughs> I personally have not played it yet um it's something that was really expensive at the time when i saw it in gamestop's game case uh it was a long time ago um but at, at the time i was just like i didn't really want to get it and i also heard it was more of a kid like game so it didn't like interest me too much um i am kind of curious though i've never actually played a conquer game the only thing i know conquer from is you know diddy kong racing but uh still a good thing to to know conquer from so I think Conker's had a few games, but this was kind of his uh, tamest entry, I would say. Yeah, this one's a bit of an oddity, really. Um, it's a, I really don't think I said that word right, regardless. <laughs> um, no, this one came out as sort of a precursor to what was supposed to be Conker's 12 Tales, which was also going to be a kid-friendly kind of Banjo-Kazooie-like kind of game. Um, so mm -hmm. this is the one game that's actually a Conker game outside of Diddy Kong Racing that Conker was... Yeah. Kid friendly, you know. Um, after this, it was just yeah. Conquer's Bad Fur Day and its remake. Um, and I figure if Conquer comes back, he's probably still going to have that adult humor sort of thing going. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, this one's a little strange, and it, it often gets forgotten. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of my first Game Boy Color games. And looking back at the date here, I guess it makes sense. It came out in the U.S. on June the eighth, nineteen ninety nine. Funny enough, that's my sister's birthday, because the Europe date is July the 2nd, 1999, which is my birthday. Uh, wow. Notice that. <laughs> um, and I guess it didn't come out in Japan. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. too good. <laughs> yeah, too good for them. <laughs> Japan does not get the best of the best. <laughs> the best of the West, they don't. <laughs> well, I mean, not that this game is bad. I don't know if I would you know, quite call it that, but... I mean, you actually had some, but before, again, before I jump into it, you, um, you had some experience with this game as well, didn't you? Yeah, I have it. Um, bought it at a disc replay and, uh, 
I enjoyed it quite quite often. Um, I mean, from the little, it's it's a little gem. I mean, I, I haven't beaten it or anything, but I enjoyed it for what it was, for what it offers, and uh, it um, it's silly. I mean, the, I I guess we can just kind of dive into it here. You know, like the villain of the game isn't even who, what this series gets known for. Like this guy. He's really technically the first villain you ever see in Conquer, which normally would be like the staple of a franchise. Um, yeah, like you know, K. Rules, the staple of DKC, Bowser, um, you know, Mother Brain, even in Metroid, like they're they're known as like that's the main baddie. <laughs> this one is not. He gets written off. The evil Acorn is uh, is the bad guy here, <laughs> and uh, the plot <laughs> is, is about Conquer and his girlfriend Barry. Who are celebrating a birthday. Barry gets kidnapped by the evil acorn. Along with all the presents. It is up to Conquer to save his girlfriend. And get the pre- back the presents. So evil acorn. Just is being mean. He's just a bully I guess. And he wants to steal the birthday presents. And uh, um, <laughs> that's the. That's the depths of this game. Um yeah, Evil Acorn is not in the next Conquer game, uh, which we'll cover one day. Um, but he's not in it, uh, and he's never heard from again. We don't know what ever happened to him after, what, 1999? 21 years. <laughs> it's been 21 years since he's been gone. He must have actually died. <laughs> or he buried himself in the hole as an acorn. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, that that's all I know is like I've tried to play the game. Um, it's not really. I think it's very bad. I mean, I, I couldn't understand it even as a kid. I would have been confused. Um, I just don't like it. The music's fun, um, and I learned from you know if you just let my daughter because my daughter I let her run around in this game on my Game Boy Advance SP and. Uh, she one time was just playing with it um, and she left it open on idle basically and then Conker sits down and starts playing a Game Boy and he, they start playing DKC music in it which was really cool cool oh, wow. little fun easter egg that I discovered just because my daughter was messing around on the game <laughs> so which I remember Josh was shocked about that he was like what how did you figure that out and I just told him um, really cool. That was cool. Um, but yeah, so this game is the very opposite of, of Bad Fur Day, it's very child friendly and uh. Mm-hmm. It is very, it's bad in a different way, if you know what I mean. Juvenile. Yeah, and it just isn't a good game. So, do you think it hit its audience? No, not at all. I mean, I think this came out. Pa- Conker should have had a better. He should have had his home console game first. I really feel like, outside of Kirby, and because I feel like Game Boy taking on a different role than Pokemon and stuff did. Um, by the time Conquer comes out, 
Like, we're well deep into a Game Boy lifespan. And I feel like Game Boy games, honestly, were leftover games. They were, you know, they were, they were just ideas that, to me, they were lesser of games. And I grew up on Game Boy for my, most of my years as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Mario Land is not better than Mario World, you know? Yeah. Mario Bros, things like that. I, I, I had even DK, Donkey Kong Land. They're not better than DKC. So they just felt like the lesser versions. And, you know, this. so for this game to come out, kind of feels like it started Conquer off on the, the wrong foot, in my opinion. Because not that... like I, I would much rather have the actual game have been clean and not rated M um, for the 64. But, you know, this game... Um, the fact that that this is what Conquer was introduced to outside of Diddy Kong Racing, um, and this is what we got, you know, this is kind of meh. Didn't really stick the landing. I would have much rather seen a sixty-four um, game first, and then they came out with this. Again, you know, they had now, business decisions, whatever. But the cartridge itself. Um... I believe was black. Yeah. Um, if it was yeah. black cartridge, it could be played with Game Boy Color or Game Boy. Yeah. Um, if it was the clear, I want to say, is yeah. that right? Yeah. It could only be Game Boy Color? Right. And I don't know if that was a hard and fast no. rule, but that's what I understood it as. Josh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this game actually... Um, I think it is two different builds entirely for the Game Boy Color and the version that is just for like the Game Boy. Yeah, there is some differences. Um, I've always played it on the Game Boy Color. Like, I got it probably back in 99, back when I got my Game Boy Color, whatever year that was, um, along with, I think, uh, Link's Awakening. But, yeah, if, if you plug it into your Game Boy Color, it the, I think the town layout maybe changes a little bit, or the way, like, the house looks and things like hmm. that. Um, for the most part, everything's the same. I know the... Um, I know the kind of nothing major, but I know the press start screen is different. Like in the color one that I'm used to, it's this pretty, it's got some pretty music and it's got these clouds and it pans down to his house and all of this. But if you put it in a regular Game Boy, is this giant creepy conquer head with like its eyeballs <laughs> moving around. The game. So similar to Mario 64? Not like that head not of Mario? Not really. Uh, you almost oh. you might have to look it up. He's got these little beady eyes that are just kind of looking around the screen. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I, I started with it back then, and I honestly can't tell you if I've ever beaten it. I can't remember. I know in recent times, I think just last year, I decided to just mess around on it again, and I think I got to almost the end of it within a few hours. Well, not hours straight, but. Hmm. Um, so it's, it's not super long. It's, it's very okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> middle of the rare game. If, if you can figure it out, like Jacob was saying, it, it's a kid's game. Like it's definitely kid friendly, especially from Conquer standards, which granted we're only going off of basically two games, but it's, uh, it's almost a little bit confusing, but like it, there's a little bit of like fetch questy stuff like, Hey, you, you, you're walking around the town. You don't really know what you're doing, but you go up to this little acorn guy, like a nice one, and he's like, hey, you need 10 of this to continue. <laughs> right. And so you just kind of slowly, piece by piece, find it. Uh, yeah. It, but it's 
it's not done in the easiest way. Like you have, you really have no clue where you're going and it's not always super open. Um, that first world sort of is, I believe, what is that? Willow Woods, I think it is. I actually made a Mario Maker stage named that after that. But, mm. um, but yeah, like some of them are kind of open and you can, there's a map and you're like, hey, I haven't been over there. Let's go check that out. Then like some later levels, like play narrow and it tries to focus on the, um, sort of on the platforming. And it's more of a top-down. Not. I, I want to compare it to Zelda. And it is a little bit. A little like bit Zelda, of a yeah. sense, but you can jump and things like that. And parts of it starts focusing a lot on platforming, which I don't think they really needed to do. It's just that hmm. part of it's very okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, also some of the puzzles. Like there's a lot of these block puzzles where you have to, um, again, kind of Zelda-like, to get through a door, for example, you'll have to put a box on all five buttons in the room, but you have to slide mm. in a particular way and that sort of thing. And I feel like that starts popping up a lot, especially at later parts of the game for whatever reason. Um, so they reuse a few puzzles and things like that. Now I did sort of like, I didn't get to like this game, like in that second or third world, right in the middle of it, there was some actually decent stuff. Um, like once you start getting the hang of the flow of things and, and things like that, once you get through the first world, um, the second world. Are you able to save? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's actually something else. And the difference is I, I looked up. I didn't realize this. Because, like I said, I've always played it on a collar as far as I remember. Um, but, yeah, it, in the collar version, I believe you can save anywhere. Like, I could hit select, I think it was, and okay. just save wherever you're at. But in the, like, if you put it in a regular Game Boy, there is save places you have to go to save. Okay. So I can't speak on how like fre- frequent wow. or anything, but yeah, for whatever reason, it's a little harder to do that in the if you play it in a regular Game Boy. Interesting. That's interesting. But but yeah, interesting. Like with the with the second world, um, I think that one's the desert one. Yeah, it is. Um, there's there's like a, there is a little more of a story to it, I guess. Like you go there and you're framed for. Oh, what was it that happened? Oh, yeah, I think you found somebody that had been shot <laughs> um, in a kid's game. I, I'm pretty sure he lives, but they, they think it was you. It was actually this, oh, crud, I can't remember the guy's name. He's like this skunk that looks a lot like Conker, and I cannot remember his name. Um, but it was actually him, and you get framed for it. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, then you kind of have to prove yourself, and you eventually become the deputy, I think it is, or something like that. Um <laughs> And there's some fun mini games, and like I said, there's a little bit of, there is some charm. Is like Honker the the skunk. Honker, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like almost exactly the same. Yeah, and there's even like uh, I think there's a shooting mini game, but you also have to also have to fight him in a boss fight, like a shootout. And it's it's almost like if you play Donkey Kong Country Three, where you have to throw mm-hmm. the balls at the target, like it's kind of yeah. like a camera angle. Yeah. And you have to you have to shoot at him over the the wall or wherever you're at. So that's all pretty cool. I like that part of the game. And there was like this island, I remember, or this beachy area where you had to swim around and find different huts and things. So part of it's actually pretty good. Like I said, once you kind of get the flow of it, it's not so bad. (laughs) Um, I don't think it's always clear with what your goal is supposed to be. But Mm -hmm. it's kind of like if you put the time into it, it's only so big of a game that you will eventually come across it. It, it, you really can like once you get the flow of it and especially if you know where you're going like i believe you can get through this in a few hours um like i said, 
Right. I can't remember when or if I beat it last. Mm-hmm. I know just over the span of picking it up and putting it down over a few hours, I was, I think I was in the last world um, a year or two ago and I'd played it again. It, um, I wanted to make a note too that Barry's in the game as Conker's girlfriend, and that's the truth. As in Conker's Bad Fur Day, Barry's his girlfriend as well, too. But, um, <laughs> her appearance is actually entirely different. Like, they just like mm. basically redid her for Conker's Bad Fur Day. Um, like it says that she's tall because in Conker, she's tall shaped chipmunk with blonde hair. Um, a blonde hair and a gray fur, and in this game, she's red furred, brown haired, and the same size as Conker. Um, however, it could have been because of the limitations of the Game Boy, but I don't know. I mean, it again seems so odd that like she doesn't resemble herself at all as <laughs> she is in the next game. Yeah, without getting into bad fur day too much now, you can definitely tell like w- when this game came out, it was still intended for. For those who don't know, Twelve Tales was supposed to be the Conquer sixty four game, yeah. supposed to be kid friendly. I think we yeah. mentioned that earlier, yeah. but um, and I would actually, I think I have seen it. Some of the beta shots that I've seen in Nintendo yeah. before and things like that. Barry does look how she looks in this game. Um, yeah, so they just redid her entire. Yeah, for her, she's kind of got this uh, very womanly looking look, which is kind of creepy when it's an animal. But <laughs> I think it's also supposed to be kind of funny. Um, you mean like Candy Kong? Yeah, I mean something like that. It it really is. It's similar. <laughs> um, for, think of like how she is in Donkey Kong sixty four. Similar to that. I mean, Barry is hotter <laughs> than Candy. I'll just say it right. Um, uh, God. Anyway. <laughs> 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 All right, that's it. I'm done. No. <laughs> All right, I got to get my thoughts straight. So. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I guess like we were saying before, there's not a whole lot to say about this game itself just because, one, it's pretty short. And, you know, it, it kind of, having been through it, it it doesn't do a whole lot different. Like, once you've played the first hour or two of it, like, you've kind of got the gist of the whole game. Um, yeah. There's a few little things in there, like I said, little mini games and that shootout and things like that that are pretty neat. And, and it, it it is kind of a happy, nice kind of charming game, but... There's just not a whole lot extra to it. It really feels like it was just made to build up to the 64 game that never came yeah. out. Yeah. I'd agree. Um, well, I mean, I know if you want it, you can find it on Amazon. Used for like 14 bucks. Um, or you could go to a local disc replay and probably find it for cheaper. Uh, like a local, well, wherever you live. I mean, your local retro game stores they probably have it i've seen the, i've seen copies of this thing at multiple stores so i have one and they're out there so i, I mean it must have sold decent the fact that i can see that i'm finding them in multiple locations um yeah i'm not sure how well it sold but it must have been okay so what one thing i forgot to mention actually i should have mentioned at the beginning was the composers on this because rare a lot of times used like david wise and grant kirkhope yeah, a couple of them on this were were two composers that Rare also used a lot, and I, I believe maybe both of them are still still work with Rare. Um, but it's Evelyn Fisher and Robin Beanlin, and they both actually do a whole lot of good work. I don't feel like you hear them brought up 
um, quite enough that I, I like a lot. I mean, Robin's like their main guy now, yeah. But Evelyn, I'm pretty sure she retired. She, she got married and retired, yeah. Okay. Well, I, um, like the main theme with this game I always liked. Um, I, I I think it's the Willow Woods theme I like. There's a few of them in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. They're real mm-hmm. happy and just kind they of do. listen to everyone. I agree. Song. There are some good tunes with that, for sure. Um, I wish I'd kind cool. of pull up the titles of them. But yeah, I at least looked up the soundtrack. I think Robin Beanland even did like he ended up doing all of the 64 game music. Yeah, and some so I believe some of the music actually is even somewhat carried over to there. Granted, more of it was probably going to be in Twelve Tales, but yeah, it's, I, right, I right. think some of it's in Bad Fur Day as well. Just not used in the same context by any means whatsoever. Right. <laughs> yeah, I feel like what they did overall with Conquer, like the direction they took him, just made. It just tainted the character and the whole franchise to where, like, essentially, I mean, I don't feel like Nintendo would have ever wanted to use Conquer again, just of what he was tied to, you know? Like, people mm-hmm. say Conquer and Smash. I really don't think Conquer would be in Smash. Yeah, I, I, a character like Conquer is different to me than Bayonetta. Bayonetta's rated in for Mature. She's very sexualized if you played her games. Um, there's a difference. Like, Nintendo is family-friendly, and Nintendo is very kitty. and Conker portrays himself as, like, look at me, kids. Like, it looks like a kid game, but it's absolutely not a kid game. So I really think Nintendo really kind of hated what Rare did at the end, because that was the, that was the end of the, really at the very tail end of the relationship between Rare and Nintendo, um, before the GameCube days started, and then they got bought out by Microsoft. Um, you know, so, um, yeah, I don't think Conker has a place unless he gets a new game that is, like, totally chill and and rated E, which I don't think would happen. Um, I don't think Nintendo would want to associate Conker very much in their own games anymore. I missed some of what you said there, but um, looking back... I, you know, I guess judge me if you want, but I'm, I'm saying I'm somewhat of a Conquer fan, even post everything. But I, I kind of wonder if that's part of the reason Nintendo didn't pull out by Rare when they did was because uh, they started going a different direction. I do have to. Oh no, yeah, I, I I think I I, I that's kind of like what I was leading to there was that I I don't I think Conquer. Nintendo was very hush-hush about that game. Like, they didn't really advertise it. They didn't push it. It came out at the end of the 64. Um, Conker's Bad Fur Day. And then, like, even Nintendo... Even Rare would, like, sneak in jokes in, like, their other Banjo-Kazooie games that, like... You know, inappropriate jokes that Nintendo... (laughs) They snuck by Nintendo, and it got later shown when it was out in the public eye, like... I do feel like Nintendo was getting annoyed with some of that stuff. This is just my... I, I have no inside information. Right. This is just me talking. Um, yeah. But I can see Nintendo getting annoyed uh, with that. And, um, I mean, that they take... Uh, we talk about high morals. Nintendo takes their moral ground of child, family-friendly first and foremost. And um, I can totally see that being a reason why they were not as apt to just purchase rare from the get-go when that whole buyout happened but. yeah 
so what you're saying is you're not going to want to be on the episode when we do the Conquer one, <laughs> the Bad Friday episode. <laughs> I'll be on. I mean, I know if I had a my own my history with Conquer is I had a friend who had the game and I watched him play it. I never owned it, um, and I only played a little bit of it. But um, yeah, I was kind of like, "Ooh, don't tell my mom I'm watching this." Type of thing, you know? <laughs> but, um, that was way back in like elementary school days, so. But besides all that, Ryan, I really think you should do our due diligence. We <laughs> took this out to 40 minutes. I'm actually impressed. We did. We brung this one draw nice. for that little Game Boy game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, I'll go ahead and wrap us up. Uh, you can find us on our home at thenintendovillage.com slash nostalgia. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. You can find us on Facebook at Nintendo NOS, on our Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS, on our Instagram at Nintendo NOS IN. And you can shoot us an email, nostalgiain at gmail.com. You can also give us a call on our hotline, share your memories, and show us some love at 317-969-5690. Guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Later, Preston. Bye. Bye.